Well, hi there, everyone. How often have you heard teaching colleagues and friends, you know, complaining about their students, saying things like they just don't want to be in my class or they just don't like music? And let's be honest, how often have you said those things about yourself, about a class of students? I know I have for sure, and I think we all have, haven't we? But did you know that there are a few things that you can do to get your students to really want to be there? And I'm going to give you a few thoughts on this today. The question is this, how do music teachers like you and me find ideas, resources and the energy for teaching? How do we teach in such a way that inspires our students and inspires ourselves on keeping on going day after day? That's the question, and in this podcast we give you the answers. My name is Janice Tuck, and welcome to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. So hello everyone again and welcome to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. Now this is the place for music teachers where we can get a tiny bit of inspiration, a spark, that little bit of energy to keep moving through each of our days. If you don't know me, I'm Janice Tuck and I'm the creative director of the Fun Music Company. Now the Fun Music Company is all about getting the resources to make your music teaching easy. But this podcast, however, is about finding the resourcefulness resourcefulness that you need inside of yourself to make maximum impact with your students and finding all the tools and strategies to keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself energized and to keep yourself full of life for your teaching every single day. So today I actually want to talk about motivation and how we can inspire the motivation in our students to show up to our classes and actually want to be there. You know, if you've listened to me for a while, you've probably know that I'm a fan of Tony Robbins. Now, Robbins is known as one of the top motivational speakers, and I'm saying that in inverted commas, in the world. Now, he's hugely successful books and audio programs, millions of followers. He does these massive events all around the world. And nearly every event or speech where he's talking to a group for the first time, one of the first things he always says is something along the lines of, well, if you came here for me to motivate you, you're in the wrong place. Motivation is not what I'm about. Motivation is like a warm bath and it doesn't last. And he goes on to say that what he is about is having people find the motivation inside of themselves to make the changes that they need to make in their own lives. So Tony Robbins is not alone in suggesting that it's impossible to motivate anyone. There's been loads of books and articles written on this saying that motivation is a myth and that it's impossible to motivate another person. So I started thinking about, well, is this true? And how does it relate to teaching? And in particular, how does it relate to our field of music teaching? So here's an idea. What if you were to give out sweets to every child who came to your class? Would that work? Well, maybe for a day it would. But then they just want two sweets. Or they start fighting over which sweet they got. Or they just start to expect it as part of the process. And then you just have the same kind of behaviours creep in over time. It wouldn't really do the job. So you can see as well as I do that an idea like that might work in the short term, but it definitely wouldn't work in the long term. You see, sweets would be what we call an extrinsic motivator, something that you're trying to influence as someone's motivation in the short term, instead of allowing them to find the motivation within themselves from because they're saying that they want to do it, which you're probably already aware is called the intrinsic motivator. So I know you probably have heard these terms before, extrinsic and intrinsic, but for most of us, and certainly for me, they are pretty intellectual concepts and we don't always approach things from these points of view. So much of teaching is fo focused around extrinsic motivators 
And it's really not so blatant as what I just, the example I just gave with the sweets, but basically it's the same kind of thing. So an example of music teaching of extrinsic motivation would, let's be doing, let's do this bit of work and then we get to play this fun song. Or it might be, if we all finish our work, then I can give you an early minute. Or if you're well behaved, we can play a game together. These are one type of extrinsic motivators, motors that push us towards a pleasurable outcome. But of course, there's another big one that teachers use, as well as the carrot, they can also use the stick. It goes a bit like this. Now I'm going to give you a test and an assessment, and you better study hard so that you can pass this. <laughs> Or don't misbehave or you're going to be given a detention at lunchtime. Now, of course, extrinsic motivators do have their place. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do things like assess the student's progress from what I've just said. Of course we should. However, the point is that we have basically learned that extrinsic motivators don't work in the long term. So why do we use them so much as music teachers? Well, I think we use them because of habit, because of tradition, and because it's what we've been trained to do. So what society really it's what society trains us to do in many ways. So what we need to learn to do instead is use more intrinsic motivators. And you know what? As music teachers, we already have a wonderful gift, a wonderful advantage that the mathematics teacher doesn't have, that the English teacher doesn't have, that the humanities or science teacher does, doesn't have. We have that gift of music. Now, I'm serious that music is a gift. It's not a gift that's been given to just certain select talented people. It's a big gift that has been given to each and every single person in this world. So music in itself is that gift. You know, this reminds me of a close friend I have. We went through university at the same time. We were studying music teaching. But she discovered that she wasn't meant to be a teacher. And instead, she went on to do a performance career in music. She was playing in orchestras, theatre shows and you know, all these wonderful, amazing gigs throughout her career. But she was totally thrilled to get a job in an orchestra. And during her early career, it was wonderful to watch her to play in these huge and amazing, you know, amazing to me, these concerts were. I've kept in touch with her throughout our whole life. And one day she had a regular job. I remember talking to her and being amazed that she'd lost her passion. She lost her love for playing her instrument. And she was kind of going through the motions of it every day. Now, because she never practiced or only ever practiced when something was difficult, she stopped getting new job opportunities and all, this kind of, all the opportunities she once had started to dry up for her. It was only when she realized this for herself and thought, oh gosh, I just need to get back to my practice. I need to practice my instrument for me and get back to the regular time playing her instrument and play the type of music that she wanted to play, not the type of music that she was paid money for. It's when she started to turn things around. See, my friend started to turn this around because she realized that what she had to do was just to play the music that she loved to play for her, but not because she was being paid for it. So music in itself, the subject itself, can be an intrinsic motivator because it's a joyful thing to do. We just need to find the specific type that it captures that intrinsic motivation in our students. So how can we apply this to our teaching? And what is the real secret to getting students to want to come to music class? Well, I think there are two keys here. Now, the first key is to realize that you can't motivate someone else. There's no one else you can control. So you might as well motivate the one person you can motivate, and that is you. Now, you are the positive role model, and you are the person that children will look to, and you find ways to move yourself forward every single day in this area. And if you do that, then your students will too. Now, the great news is that you're doing one thing right now that will help, and that is you're listening to this podcast. That's a great start. 
but do more things like this every day. Take time out every day to work out or do what motivates you. You know, learn, grow, do all of those things that will make you better and do more of that. Now, the second thing is to listen. Listen to your students. Take time to understand them. Get to learn to understand their interests and their motivations. Now, obviously, it's not as simple as play a song that they like because it just becomes an extrinsic rather than an intrinsic motivator over time. However, if you can tap into the intrinsic motivators, then you're going to really find some amazing transformations. So other than the joy of playing music itself, because that might not motivate every single student, then there are other intrinsic motivators you can also tap into. And these include things like acceptance, the need for approval. That could be part, being part of a team or ensemble or a group. The need for curiosity. That's the need to learn. Individuality. The need to be independent. And then you've got social status. The need for social standing and importance. So I'm doing more reading on this at the moment and I want to share more ideas for intrinsic motivation and how we can tap into some of the specific motivators that I've found. So make sure you check back to this podcast regularly because I want to explore some of these in more detail as the weeks go on. However, for now, just think about what you can do to get your students intrinsically motivated. Can you give them more variety? Can you give them something that's going to awaken their curiosity about a certain musical subject? Can you give them something that will foster their independence? Or can you give them something where they were going to work as a group and develop some leadership skills? The good news is that all of these things can and already do happen in the classroom through the things that you're already teaching every day anyway. So if you ever get to a situation where the students are demotivated and they don't want to come to a music class, perhaps try finding something new and changing the environment to something different with this new awareness today. Of course, We've got lots of different programs here at the Fun Music Company to help you as well in that area. And we've got programs for ukulele and boomwhackers and for jump percussion and many other instruments to bring in as well to add that variety. And so we'll also add a few of these links to the show notes for you. So if you're interested in any of these areas, you can enter your email address and we can give you a whole bunch of new ideas and resources to move forward in all of those areas. So keep going and think about what intrinsic motivators you can use in your teaching And let me know what motivators you've already used in the past to get your students inspired and wanting to show up to your music class. The more we can share as a community, the more we're all going to benefit and the better music teaching is going to become. So I'm going to see you next time on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast service. It helps us spread the word. Also, you can head over to funmusicco.com forward slash weekly teaching ideas where you can join our mailing list and get free access to hundreds of fun music teaching ideas and resources for the classroom. So make sure you're subscribed and don't miss an episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers.